Craig. I'm a compulsive overeater. Thank you, Nancy. I see half your face, but I know it's you. There you are, my dear. And uh, Sarah, welcome, my dear. You're in a safe place. Thank you. And um, this is about the 10th step, but I want to give a little background. Um, I got into program in 1988, and I have 10 years of abstinence. So I had 11 years, five years, three years, two years. And I've, you know, I've, I've um, <clears throat> excuse me. And whenever I think I've spoken, like I've spoken in San Francisco meetings, it's different every time. And uh, Sarah wasn't there last time, so this time is for you, baby. Because it was done for me, and it's continuing to be done for me every day of my life. So I now have 10 years of abstinence, maintaining a 90-something five-pound weight loss for that for nine years. So if I can do it, you can do it. And I work my ass off at it. And part of it is the 10th step. But the beauty of the 10th step, if you're brand new, you might be on step zero. Maybe you're on step quarter or half. You might not even be at step one yet. But you don't get to get to 10 till you do nine. And then after 10, you do 11. And after 11, you do 12. I had to do what the damn book told me to do and what my sponsor told me to do it. Because what I did for a long time is what I wanted to do. And that took my ass out of here. So I want to do something. Let's see. Let's see if we can. I am so non-technical. Here we go. Can you see? You probably can't see that. Shit. God, my language is just nappy. This is me at my desk. Yep. Okay, I own my business, right? I had employees, I paid people, I had a little convertible. And right there, I'm just going to do that for the hell of it. That is a bag of candy. So there I was at my my desk using drugs. So what I have to do is equate food to drugs. Okay? The other picture is... The other picture is, um, I'm a little informal, can you tell? Um, me, at not my top weight, I was on a cruise, and I was, my top weight was 272. It was like a 46 waist. And, you know, um, So when I got into program, I was 199 pounds. I was 26 or 27 years old. Never wanted to get to 200. And I didn't. I got down to 167. And I don't even know what, I don't know what weight I was at. I don't know what step I was working. I don't know what meetings I went to. I had sponsors, sort of. I kind of worked the program. I, I don't remember a lot of it. I made good friends that I still have today. And I actually have a few friends that are retreads, as we call them, us, that have come back. So I know a guy in L.A. who was, we were brothers like 20 years ago. But what happened, sadly, is when, and it happened to me, is when I, if I'm, I'm jumping around, but get used to it. We're on a bumpy ride. Um, If I work program and I connect with you all and I'm in recovery, and I'm obtaining, I'm working on the, the definition of abstinence is obtaining and maintaining a healthy body weight. And it's the definition of abstinence, world service. 
So if I'm doing that and then I go my own way, I don't want to go to dinner with you when you're abstinent and I'm going to binge. Or I don't want to go to dinner with you if you're abstinent and I'm going to be abstinent and great and everything's going to be great because I come from the family. And in that, smile, in, that, in that last picture, I always smile. And then I go home and on the way home, I stop, I stop, I stop, I stop, then I pick up more and I go home and eat. So I don't want to be with you people if I'm out. I really don't. It's sad. It is a disease. It is a disease. It is a disease of compulsive overeating. If I could have stopped it, and if I could continue to stop it alone, I probably would. It's really funny. In times of in times of COVID, I I am like the ultimate optimist. I got it from my daddy, not from my mama. And um, I'm the ultimate optimist. And I, I but it, in my life now, it's a it's a sincere optimism. COVID sucks. Okay, it just it just does. But I wouldn't have met you people, all of you, without it. Thank you. That's great. So what part of COVID is going out and seeing other human beings, people who don't wear masks, I want to shoot and I don't like guns. I want to run them over. That's not safe. Okay. Everything I say is my opinion is thank you. God It's not written in the book, but I have to go out. Part of my life is I have a job. I have a responsible job. The first day of my job was March 12th. Three days later, they said, would you mind working at home? I was like, oh, please, God, yes. And it's been an unbelievable experience, like the best job I've ever had. Ridiculous. But I have to see people occasionally, just occasionally, right? So I have to be kind to those people. How am I kind to those people? Oh, this, this is a great segue. By doing it to stuff. This is great. Um... You know, we are not a glum lot. It says in the book, it says in the, in the big, we're not a glum lot. And in, um, and it, as I said, everything is my opinion. It's my experience. It's my experience. A-A-C-A. These people are cool. They laugh. They got drunk. They partied. Fancy cars. My experience for so long was doom and gloom and Overeaters Anonymous. And you know what? I don't have time for that anymore. I don't have time for that. It's a very serious disease. But I must laugh at myself. I must enjoy my life. I must look at every little morsel of things and be grateful for them. And um, I do that today. I really do that today. I'm not always happy. It is. This has been the hardest, um, one of the hardest weeks of my life. My mom is getting much older. And things are happening in her life that are out of my hands. And I had a plan that dealt that uh, was legal action. I'll leave it at that. And what I've learned in Overeaters Anonymous is like with the food, I don't get to decide my own food, right? If I'm powerless over food and my life is unmanageable, how can I manage my own food? I have to commit it to someone else. I have to go to someone and say, help. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm 272 pounds. I don't know what I'm doing. And that person says, well, this is what I did. So what I did is uh, my plan was I went to a nutritionist. It just, it, that's what happened. That's my plan. No one that I know, actually, that's not, that's not true. One person that I know specifically, that's his food plan, but that's not over years anonymous. Right? So what I did when I had this wild plan of what I was going to do with my mom, I went to my sponsor and we talked about it. And what I have done is nothing. 
zero action. She's still living. And whatever is happening behind the scenes, none of my business. That's program. Now, here's the ticket. That could all be great. But if I was bullshitting you, I would be saying this and smiling and sharing and everything would be wonderful. And to the left of me would be that bag of drugs. <clears throat> that bag of drugs is not, food's over. I had my dinner. It's pretty boring. But, you know, I had it. I mean, I really enjoy my food. I didn't love this dinner, but it's fine, right? Planned it this morning. So what I want to do, and dear Sarah, now here's my 10th step. It's my abstinence. I list it. Did I eat what I committed? Did I stick to my action plan? Was I resentful? Was I dishonest? Was I afraid? Do I owe an apology? Have I kept something to myself which I should discuss with another? Was I kind and loving to all? What could I have done better? Was I thinking of myself most of the time or was I thinking of what I could do for others? How was I of service to others? Did I drift into worry, remorse, or morbid thoughts? For what am I grateful? Then I list my food for the next day, the action plan for the next day, I have read, this is not part of the 10th stuff, but I include it. I read the book for today and I write on it and I'm writing on the steps and I'm doing a question a day and I write on it. So that's my 10th step. I do it every night. If I fall asleep, I do it in the morning. It's every day. It's not, it's every day. Very, very, very rarely do I miss that. It's a lot of work. And not only is it time work, it's emotional work because it drudges up the day, right? Now, in that writing, there's a lot of personal stuff that I don't share at group levels because it suggests not to. It suggests not to. I share it with my sponsor. So that's the 10th step. So what I do in the morning is get up, hit my knees. Most mornings I hit my knees. I always pray. I do a prayer. I do a few prayers. I commit my food, usually committed my food already the night before, as I said. And what day, the daily 10th step is, if there is something on my mind that I don't think I need to discuss, it's not important, I don't need to share it, it's no big deal. Oh, here's, a, here's the best one. I don't want to bother you because you're busy. Well, I don't get to decide that. That's another program. I'm not in that. I graduated that one. No. Um, I don't get to decide what your schedule is. I don't get to decide if you can take my call. My my responsibility to my program and to my sponsees is to make that call, to send that text, to write the 10th step, to commit the food, all this stuff. But, you know, oh, I can't bother him. I have a sponsor now who's cool. I've never had this experience before. He has, and I love it. He has a lot less time than I do, and it's absolutely fantastic. Because he doesn't have the drama that I do. He's really not dramatic. He's funny as hell, but he's not dramatic. He doesn't do the, you don't understand what he used to be like in Overeaters Anonymous. You don't, you, you don't understand. Who cares? And this is the greatest thing. I'll say to him, yesterday, blah, 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 he'll go, 8, 7, 20. I'll go, what? It's August 7th. It's not August 8th and it's not August 6th. So what am I going to do for today? for today. So that's pretty much what I do on a daily basis. I make outreach calls and texts all day long, all day long. If I'm at work and I get one and it says 911, 
I pick it up because if somebody's going to want to eat. But here's the other. Here's the amazing thing. If somebody wants to eat and I don't respond to a text and they eat, it's not in my power to stop them. What a surprise. You guys can't stop me. I do everything I can, but I have a job. I have a life. I have responsibilities. And if someone, if I can't get someone else, if I can get one person, I call another. If you can't get me, call another. There's a lot of people. But my sponsor is in a position, he's in sales, and he lives in his car. So he says, call me as much as you want. Sometimes we talk once a day. Sometimes we don't talk at all. Sometimes we talk five times a day. He gave me that leeway. Because if there's something, I'm in a new job, mama's ailing, I had horrific financial issues the last year. I've been able to pay back uh, three out of the four people I borrowed money from. I'm 58 years old. I shouldn't be having financial issues at my age. I should be retired. I should have sold my business. Well, guess what? God had a different plan. Here's the cool part. Here's the miracle. I'm not eating through any of this. Anyway, food doesn't change no matter what. And there's not a lot of people that could say that. And it's not that I'm tapping myself on the shoulder. It's that I'm acknowledging the freaking gift that not everybody gets. And the only way to keep that gift is by doing service. And when someone says, will you speak? Yes. And all I ask for you, Sarah, is I don't know where you're at, if this is your first meeting, your 10th meeting, but hopefully I invite you to share what's on your mind and I invite you to when it's time to share and I invite you to just call someone and say, what the hell was that guy talking about? And if they don't explain it, go to another meeting. And if you don't hear it there, go to another meeting. Because that's what I was told. That's, that's my time, and I am um, very, very grateful to be able to share it with you.